Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sip. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Bunch of madness around here. Hello, everyone, and welcome to DDP Today, a show that's a little about us, a lot about Disney, and fun for the whole family. It's episode 278. My name is Justin, and today I'm joined by not one, not two, not three, but all four of the fellows. All five of us are here tonight, and it's been quite a while since we've had this happen. And I am super excited because today of all days is National Carolina's Day. So I'm going to go to my brother to the north, my Carolina brethren. Mike, how are you, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I had no idea that it was Carolina Day. I'm so glad that I'm recording tonight. Uh, now that the day is over, I, um, I have to look up into what Carolina Day actually is. Uh, being a Carolinian, now I guess that's how you say it. I have Carolinian. To, uh, Carolinian? That, that's, yeah. that's the proper? I'll go with that. Um, but like, like we were saying, all five of us here tonight, I have some good news. I kind of mentioned it before that I was trying to get this to kind of uh, you know, roll into the mode. And um, I got day shift. I was able to put a transfer in before the end of the holiday year, and I got uh, put on days. So the, besides having a great family life, it means I'll be able to record here with more with you guys. Um, it's one thing that I've been missing out on a lot, you know, having to do the night shift and kind of juggle my days around. But I am a steady day shift guy now. So even if I have a work day, I can still kick back, relax, and do a little podcast with you guys i absolutely love it well you know it's not just national carolinian day there's another guy on the show who not only is extremely strong but i guess loves spinach i don't even know if he does it's national popeye day joe how are you man i'm doing good man happy carolina day to you guys as somebody who's married to a carolina girl uh you picked the right carolina to live in and like she constantly reminds me it's the only carolina she refuses to acknowledge the one that is north of you that's the only way so. to do it that's right, man. But good to be here. I'm glad to see everybody's here on the show. Looking forward to tonight. Fantastic. It's also National Hot Buttered Rum Day. So that brings me to the one, the only great Dan Rossi. How are you, friend? Hot buttered rum? I don't I don't know how that has anything to do with it. But hey, whatever. You know? <laughs> are you no, I'm kidding? Good. I'm just worried about what it is for me in a moment. <laughs> uh, no, I'm good. I'm good. We had a we had a good weekend. It's a uh it, it was a holiday weekend too, because it was MLK weekend and in, in, in hockey family life, that's usually a big weekend. We had a big tournament for the boys. Thankfully, it was locally. Uh, so we were kind of like running ourselves ragged all throughout the Chicagoland area. So uh, we're trying to get back into the swing of things, uh, and I'm happy to be here tonight. Is that what you call it to make it seem more magical, Chicagoland? That's what it's called, Chicagoland. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What else would you call it? Uh, it's Chicago. Uh, speaking of magical, it is one of those places. Uh, look, I know that this guy does not like New Year's resolutions, does not make New Year's resolutions, so it is National Ditch Your New Year's Resolution Day. Yes. The great Aussie Dave. How are you, friend? Yes, it is. Ditch your... Is that what they say is 17 days is how long it, it takes? It is, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. I'm all about that. Uh, speaking of which, another plug, I am now selling more and more um girl scout cookies <laughs> just thought i'd work that in still um but yeah there you go who knew i'm doing great uh, i was a glorious day uh the weather in florida right now is the weather that we give grief to every other pe- like we put up with 100 degree temperatures 
just for today. Like it is gorgeous. Started off like a little, just a little briskness in the air, not cold by any stretch of the imagination. And then I think we hit like 68 um, as our top for the day. It was gorgeous. Come to Florida. Yeah, and you had a great day. You and yeah. I, I, I have clients down there and you had my clients. So we yeah, had a great day. Uh, yeah, taking care of each other. Team um, Discovery I gotta talk Channel. For just, yeah, I got to talk for just a second about... <laughs> Hey, I, it is Tuesday, uh, January 17th, uh, and I just dropped today's episode. And if you Ooh. scroll down to episode 277, right beneath the description, there is a link right there. Uh, it's where you can click and you can purchase Girl Scout cookies from yes. the amazing Charlotte. And there will also be a link on this show as well. So go support Charlotte. Get those Girl Scout cookies. Get those do dos and hoop hoos and whatever they are. But speaking of hoop hoos you were at hoop doo for your birthday, man. How was your I birthday? Was, I was. We actually threw it together at the last second and got a reservation. And uh, birthday was great. Uh, had a wonderful day with the girls. Um, relaxing and chilling. Uh, we actually went to the science center um, and had some fun with the girls. And then um, uh, went to hoop doo that evening. And it was a an absolute riot. Um, my daughters actually got chosen to be the Texas Rangers uh, that went up on stage at the end uh, in the final performance element and they got to, and then uh, my youngest daughter, Victoria, decided to turn the presentation of the certificate into a pose-off battle um, because people were clapping <laughs> and she just thought, that, and literally starts like posing in the middle. It was freaking hilarious. Um, she brought the house down like... Um, I'm hoping the other one becomes a doctor to pay for us in our old age because that one ain't doing it apparently. Well, Victoria's my buddy, man. That's my yeah. that's that that kid's She's a fun. fish, man. She'll <laughs> swim like crazy. Uh, I want to chat just a second, guys, before we get into tonight's topic because it's a really fun one. Uh, Joe, we got some news coming out of the Magic Kingdom that I think it's you know we've talked a little bit about the the kind of steps back to normal. Um, it mm-hmm. is one of those things where. I am super excited to hear about on January 22nd, we're actually getting a meet and greet with Ariel coming back to Fantasyland. Yeah. I mean, anything uh, we get to go back to normal is a step in the right direction. I mean, so, uh, yeah, I mean, your ex- your 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 enthusiasm blows me away with this. I, I, I honestly <laughs> thought we were going to talk about, I thought we were going to talk about like Splash Mountain signs getting stolen and stuff. I was like, it wasn't me, but uh, yeah, how much great. is that thing going to go for on the black market? It's going to be huge. Uh, it actually it reappeared on, uh, magically. So, Did but it? yes, if this, I will say this. I know we were talking about Ariel, but if Disney, the Disney company's listening, those should be auctioned off, and they should go to a, a great charity. Yeah, for proceeds. Well, uh, let me go to some somebody who who likes character meet and greets, and especially Prince's character meet and greets. Mike, your daughters always <laughs> loved them. Ariel finally coming back, right? Oh, yeah, and that, that was one of my daughter's favorites. Um, one of my favorites, too, you know, full disclosure. She was uh, one of my favorite princesses. And like Joe was saying, anything back to the normal, there's quite a few things we've been hearing coming back, and it's almost like it's uh, every day of gifts. We keep hearing about some of these new things that keep popping up, and, you know, does this have to do with the new, you know, management that's going on, or is it just something that would have been in the works anyway? You know, there's been some news about some free parking coming back and uh, a few other things, and I know there's been some rumors about some dining plan stuff possibly arousing. So, you know... I, People have been seeing the hints and people have been seeing some of the stuff. Could it be the new sign for the new Bob? I, I don't know. I'm pretty excited about what's to come the next couple of months. It's like a, it's like a new gift every day. It's, a, it's, it's Christmas every day of the year. Well, Dan, not only are we getting Ariel on January 20th, on February 19th, we are finally getting Enchanted Tells with Belle 
coming back to Fantasyland. Not only is this a great meet and greet, a great show, but it's a great people eater too uh, for families there in Fantasyland. Yeah, for sure. Like uh, we we used to go that when the when the boys were a little smaller. I don't know if we could pot, pull them into there now, but again, like you said, it is a great little you know people eater for a short time, and you know it's it's kind of a fun experience because you know the the patrons get to kind of go in and play a part of the show, which is kind of cool. So, really, our people. Well, sure. If they attend, absolutely. <laughs> Dave, how stoked are you, man? We're finally getting some character interactions back in Fantasyland. I mean, we've had some. We had the princesses over in Princess Fairytale Hall, but now we're getting yeah. But entertainment has been slowly rebuilding, and uh, we were and they they've been so depleted and decimated throughout uh, pandemic times that they they just didn't have the numbers or the people trained up and people that had moved on to other jobs and roles. Um, and it, they were having trouble um, filling that. And we saw like princesses roll out at Epcot and some of those things early on, but there was definitely some elements that have been lacking. Uh, and just when they got to a point where they were starting to maybe be able to put some of these on, we then rolled into Halloween and Christmas, which puts um, a huge demands on our entertainment teams um, because they're rehearsing, doing overnight stuff uh, as early as like June, I think, is when they start that for the Halloween. And then they roll into performances of Halloween plus rehearsals for Christmas. So that whole uh, holiday season really places uh, a lot of demands on that department. And so now that all of that has settled down, they're like, oh, by the way, we're going to... Pete's Silly Sideshow just reopened in the last couple of days Mm -hmm. uh, in Fantasyland. Uh, And then we're uh, getting, uh, yes, the Grotto back, Enchanted Tales with Belle. There's all sorts of rumours about some other entertainment offerings. I'm looking forward to seeing if your uh, prediction comes true over at Epcot Um, and maybe even some uh, shake-up of some of the offerings within maybe some dining locations. Mm. Yeah. Well, we're still missing some character Acacious. interactions at some of the dining locations that we've seen in the past. So that'll be that'll be really cool. I want to chat about that for just a split second. But talking about entertainment, you know, there are certain parts of a day for a Disney fan, especially for Disney fans that maybe don't go that often, that it is a staple that you have to attend, whether it be rope drop or a kiss goodnight with fireworks. There is something that happens in the middle of the day that for families around the world, it is not a Disney vacation unless you see a parade. And at the Magic Kingdom, we have the one, the amazing, incredible Festival of Fantasy Parade. It is second to none, one of my absolute favorites. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Magic Kingdom. You are warmly invited to join Mickey Mouse and his Fantasyland friends for a magical celebration in the streets. Dreams will come true, hearts will soar, and you will become a part of the magic. For the time has come to take your places and prepare to welcome... The wondrous and wonderful Disney Festival of Fantasy Parade!
What an incredible show, an amazing parade. Tonight, we are getting into Festival of Fantasy. We are going to talk about this incredible parade, and we are going to have a blast getting into the history, getting into the soundtrack, and talking about the parade itself. Guys, before we get into the history, what do you, your true opinion of Festival of Fantasy? Is it a must-do for you? Joe, I know for you, this soundtrack is maybe you know in your top five Disney soundtracks of all time. Yeah, I'm kind of embarrassed. This is one of those ones. Again, just like happily ever after, I'm riding on my motorcycle listening to this, usually by myself. You know, I still have to maintain that persona, but it is one of my favorite, listen, excluding Main Street Electrical Parade and Spectro Magic, which are like all-time classics. Uh, Festival Fantasy, when it went away during the pandemic, I was extremely sad. I love this parade. I love the soundtrack. I will make it a point to see the quote-unquote 2 o'clock parade. Uh, even as an annual pass holder, I will always stop and try to find a spot in the hub and watch the parade roll through. It is my favorite. Love the soundtrack. And I love to bring people who don't really don't come to the parks a lot and have them watch the parade. I just think it's a really cool parade. It's a lot of fun. And it's a great way, day to uh, break up the middle of the day. I think I need to create a, uh, a meme of, you know, the meme of the two people lying in bed and she's like, I bet he's thinking about other women. And then yeah. it, it's something weird that he's thinking of. I think I want a picture of Joe on his motorbike and somebody in the car next to them looking at Joe and the thought bubble from the other person saying, I bet he's listening to something really tough. And then next to him then have like the <laughs> lyrics of uh, of Festival of Fantasy coming out of his motorbike. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Dreams will love. It's a festival of it's, fantasy. It's so catchy. It is one of those things that you can't help but find yourself seeing it throughout the day uh, after you see it. Dan, is this a must-do for your family when you go? Uh, you know, I won't say it's a, an absolute must-do because we've been there so much. But we were when we were there over New Year's, we had to see it because we hadn't seen it, I think, since 2018. Um, because I think 2019 when we were there, that was for the DDP cruise. I, I don't even know if we like we did Magic Kingdom, but it was uh, it was only a one day thing, and we didn't get there till later in the day. So we were actually able to check it out this this uh, this January when we were there. Uh, again, it's it's a great parade because you get to see so many different characters. Uh, the music is so catchy, like you said, and you know there's really no bad place you know d along the parade route to be able to see everything. I mean, it, there's not a bad place. Dave, do you find that you most of your guests want to do this middle of the day or no? Um, it is a big chunk of time. Uh, and yeah. so for, and when you're doing a VIP tour, that's... Right. Now, yeah. for some of our guests, if time is not particularly relevant and they've got like a few days on tour and particularly if they have smaller children, this is like, this is an easy... This is an easy ground ball that you know is going to need to uh, be picked up and uh, immediately. So, um, for example, I did it today on tour. Like I literally, yes, hold on a second while I look at the time. Uh, about nine hours and fifteen minutes ago, I was watching this parade. Like it's, it's, yeah, definitely makes an appearance because it is such a spectacle. Um, uh, that uh, appeals to so many different age groups. There's so many different elements to it. Uh, it's not something where you see it and you go, oh, it's just for little girls to watch princesses. There's some really great interactive parts that mom, dad, little boys, girls, teenagers, everybody can look at some element of it and go, that's awesome. Mm-hmm, yeah. Well, the, so the Festival of Fantasy Parade... Uh, it represents the stories of Fantasyland. It brings the stories of Fantasyland to life uh, right through the Magic Kingdom. What brought this to mind was, you know, being a 
Disney travel advisor, once a year you have to renew your Disney uh, College of Disney Knowledge. And I was renewing mine for 2023, and Dan, you know, you've done yours and all that kind of stuff. And uh, uh, I was texting with the guys that we were doing, and one of the questions was about Festival of Fantasy on one of the assessments at the end. And I was like, let's let's talk Festival of Fantasy this week. And then we found out that Dave really wants a uh, College of Disney Knowledge certificate uh, for himself. It's I, it's, I think wanna... it's the one thing that I have that you can't have, and that kind of makes me happy. One. <laughs> like, I don't think you well, realize how upset I am by this. Well, you know, Justin, you did kind of demean the whole College of Disney knowledge because you said it's really easy to pass. Even Dan has a certificate. Even Dan has done it. <laughs> wow. With flying colors. Uh, Mike, this this parade is really cool because it does have a really cool, unique history. You know, it brings in some aspects of Disneyland, some aspects of Tokyo Disney, Hong Kong. Um, you know, and, and I really enjoy the fact that we do get some of that stuff. Run me through just a little bit of the history. Maybe who was back behind uh, the creative process with Festival of Fantasy? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the parade originally debuted on March 9th in 2014. Um, it was there's some designers that were involved in this, and some people that were involved that you might have heard from other names before. Uh, Mark Hammond, as a matter of fact, who has previously worked in the uh, Ca- the California, the Worlds of Color. He uh, did the soundtrack for that. Uh, he also worked with the Hong Kong Flight of Fantasy. He designed all the music for that. So you might have heard that name before if you're into any other Disney knowledge. So Mark Hammond's been with the company for a while. He's big with the whole music, and he set the score for this so that was you know when you hear this music and we're going to be playing it through the podcast today also you get to hear some of it uh, a lot of it will ring bells but if you've ever followed any of the other Disney stuff he's been a huge part of that um, the designer for this was called Richard Impropter Importa. He was the designer who set all of this up. The creative director was Steven Davison, and the managing producer was Chris Berner. And they had a lot of stuff that they that they that they've done before. They've got quite a bit of history with the Disney company, um, and I think they did a fantastic job with this. A lot of this stuff was also there was a Tokyo Jubilation um, parade, and some of the floats actually the Princess Garden floats were came from Tokyo, and they were redesigned for us too as well. So a, a lot of history when it comes to some taking some stuff from the other parks and some Disney people that have had their hands on a lot of other things really collaborated to get this put together. Yeah, it's a super cool uh, history with this. I always love, one of my favorite things is when I've done some of the tours, you get to go back backstage and see some of the staging areas for the floats and being able to see them. Uh, it was really cool like when you had Spectrum Magic, you know, you go back and see all those bulbs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but this is a great, great parade, but we are going to get into the actual parade itself. We are going to go step by step through each of the uh, parade floats, chat a little bit about them, what we enjoy about it, and what it brings to your Disney vacation. And look, it starts off with that fantastic music that you heard at the beginning, but we're going right into the Princess Garden floats, and it is one of those things that is second to none. You know, Dave, you have young daughters. Uh, what do they think when they watch? I know for Riley, even at age 10, seeing these floats come by with these princesses and being able to see them up close and personal on these beautiful floats with the storytelling, its it really is really well done. It's incredible. Um, it's wonderful to, um, to they, they get them 
so close and they give them so many great opportunities to see all of them. Um, if you go back to some of the other floats that sometimes get used in uh, parades that have been around for years, um, one of the floats that we often see, and we saw it a lot during pandemic, is what we call the castle float. Um, and they use that for the princesses to be on. And it's wonderful that they get so many of them uh, being staged on that particular float. However, if you're on the wrong side of the street, you may miss your favorite princess. Um, so you've got to know where to stand in order to see Ariel or in order to see Jasmine. Um, the way they did these floats uh, for this particular one is nothing short of incredible. Uh, this, this uh, what did you call it? The princess garden float? I the like garden floats, yeah. Yeah, I love mm -hmm. that terminology. Um, you've got um, Belle right there at the front, um, it, which is incredible. You've got uh, Cinderella turning within it so that she and Prince Charming get the opportunity to see both uh, both sides of the uh, of the parade route uh, and then the final section of it is uh, Tiana with uh, Naveen and Anna and Elsa so we get these traditional princesses of uh, Cinderella and even Belle. Um, and then we get some of those newer age ones as well uh, with Tiana and the Frozen princesses all making an appearance in a very short space of time. You're like bang, 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 all of them right there in front of you. And uh, it's a great way to start that parade out. Um, just the beauty of it. And not only that, the music, going back to what Mike was saying about the, those composers, um, like that piece of music right there at the beginning where it moves from each of those iconic themes of those princess songs uh, and bounces from one into the next and segues beautifully between them. Um, just a stunning start to the parade out of the gate. It's one of those things too, Joe, we were talking about the soundtrack. It is, Dave made a great point that it is so fluid the way the beat and the melody and the storytelling goes from one to the next with that festival of fantasy mixed in between. It's so addicting. I can see, man, why this is one of your favorites. No, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, you could actually stay in one spot, and as the parade goes by you, it's such a smooth transition. It's not like it's it's cut, and we're going from song A to song B to song C. It's like it's it's, it's one fluid motion, uh, song. It's great. It, it's mixed perfectly. I mean, and that's why it just works so well with when you're sitting there watching it as it's going through three different lands of the Magic Kingdom. I mean, I, I love it. Um, and I don't even think about it. it. I think about it as one giant song. You know, you got all these different yeah. soundtracks put together, but it's really just one song to me as somebody who loves it. It's almost the same length as Anagata De Vita. It's like 30 seconds less than Anagata De Vita. Anagata De Vita, honey. I know that you're just bringing this up so that you can get a Simpsons reference in there as well. So, <laughs> well, no, no, no. There was no. I don't know. It, it was never on the Simpsons. There was this one time this kid did played a trick. Yeah. Um, at uh, the church and in the hymnal he put um, mm -hmm. Iron Butterfly in. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then mm. it was it, it didn't end up well. It was really yeah. bad. Everybody's sweating while they were trying to sing it. Uh, uh, it was really bad. Uh, I haven't had a Simpsons reference in a while. I'm quite proud of myself now for sneaking one in. Um, I've got the new studio in. set up and I have the Simpsons playing behind me. I can see it over uh, my shoulder. So it's fantastic. Uh, you know, for me, Mike, we've got, you know, Dave has young daughters. You, you have girls. I have a girl. There, there are a lot of people who go to Walt Disney world or go to the magic kingdom 
and maybe they don't have the money to do a Genie Plus, or they don't have the time to wait in line to see all the princesses that they would, you know, they've always loved and grown up with and wore the dresses and, you know, wanted to wanted to be. For the first thing they get to experience with Festival of Fantasy to be this, you know, parade floats, these garden floats with all of their favorite princesses on there, I think it's important, man. I really do. We've talked about a couple of times on, you know, kind of making the most out of your vacation. And if you want to do character meet and greets, doing a dining experience where you get to meet the characters is a great way to do that. Save a little bit of time and kind of, you know, kill two birds with one stone. We've also talked about the meet and greets in the parks. But you know what? Not every kid wants to have that face to face or the actual hug or the interaction, or some adults don't want to either. And I think this is probably one of the next best things to get that character interaction with still maximizing your day. You know, you're taking in a parade the entire time. You get to see some of your favorite characters maybe catch a peek uh, and get, get a couple of good photos as they're coming down the street and sometimes some of the characters actually walk over to you you know and they'll get a little selfie with you I've seen that before where they come over and take a quick quick shot if they had the time as the, if the parade uh, you know deems necessary that they can do that so, yeah, I would say that this is probably a very good idea that if, you know, meeting characters is on your, you know, bucket list or to-do list when you're down in Disney, this is definitely a way to accomplish that without having to spend any extra money on a character, you know, dining or having to wait online. You know, you're not going to have that personal interaction, but sometimes people don't want that per- personal interaction. They just want to kind of say, hey, I saw my characters in the park, and that's a good way to kind of check that box off. You know, it's one of those things, too, where they do such a good job. Like, Dan, when you're standing there, I mean, they have such a short period of time and, and so many people in that, that one little space that their, their float is. They do such a good time of making eye contact throughout the crowd and waving and pointing. And, you know, it, they, it's amazing. I sit there, I wave. Like, I'm a waver when at parades. I wave at characters. I wave at the princesses. <laughs> I, I am the uh, 39-year-old waver uh, of the group. Is anybody yeah. surprised by this? No? No? Okay, good. Just check. He just wanted to ask. <laughs> No, I, I do agree with you. I was actually going to mention this, that the cast members do such a good job of of trying to single out, you know, people and, and wave to everyone. And, you know, whether or not they're truly making on eye contact with you, it sure feels like they are. And, you know, while I have three boys that, you know, they probably don't care too much about seeing princesses all the time. I do have a little granddaughter. You know, I am I'm an old man. We already talked about this. And I cannot wait to bring my granddaughter to Disney World. And, and again, with this parade, you see so many characters in such a short period of time. And yeah, you're not you know completely up close and personal, but you get to see these characters pretty close along the parade route. And I, I can't wait for that first, that first parade with my granddaughter. Uh, we're moving on to the next float. It is one of Dave's absolute favorites. And we're talking about the incredible Tangled Floats. Dave, what is it about these floats that, that you, I think this may be your favorite part. This is definitely way up on my list. Uh, a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, when we were coming into this, I said that they took this parade and said it's not just for uh, little girls to see those princesses. Uh, giving Flynn Rider, who, yes, admittedly, one of my all-time favorite characters, not going to hide it, um, giving him like a major part in this. I mean, it ultimately is Rapunzel's float, not taking anything away from that. Um, led to you by Ulf the mime in the giant, like, 
Yeah, I love <laughs> Ulf uh, in that moment. Um, but then getting the um, getting the way. Uh, Maximus and Flynn and the ruffians are like jumping up and down on these swinging hammers and uh, elements of it. Uh, not only that, the the music in this part there's this great moment where he goes uh, where they're singing and then over the top of it the ruffians actually start doing the harmonies and you'll see them like singing along with it and they get the whole la 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 and so they're doing the the harmonies to it like and it's obviously a recording but like it feels live in that moment the way they do it and it's just so well done and acted and interacted with um and yeah and i also walk around the magic kingdom oftentimes with like a, a satchel bag on on while on tour and i love when flynn rider points at me and points at my satchel and we have a moment where we're like yeah we wear satchels they're cool you mean deal with fanny it. pack no satchel it's hanging off my shoulder Indiana Jones wears one. The C? Thank you. Can I you should get stop? a whip. You, you two have got to stop it. I wanted him to just Dave the fanny pack. Well, I just want to get that started, the Dave that's, wears fanny pack. That's not park. a thing. Um, I'm le- legitimately not allowed to in my job. Um, otherwise, I might. But yeah. now Great. Now I want a whip while I'm on tour. <laughs> Dan seems like he might be a fanny pack guy. Negative. Negative. But I, 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 I do have a satchel, though, like Indiana Jones. See? Yeah. One in the They're same. cool. <laughs> Joe, take my back, please. Uh, well, I'm a guy who carries a Patagonia bag, so it's kind of like an over-the-shoulder satchel. Um, I'm glad really I'm the only one with a backpack. Back, but... yeah. well, your I can't backpack do the backpack, man. I just I get yeah. sweaty, bro. I get sweaty. I'll, I'll take a... sweaty over the, the alternative. <laughs> I don't understand, though. Like, for all of us, the amount of time we spend in the parks, excluding Dave because he's working, how much crap do you need with you when you go to the park? Spare battery. Sunglasses and a wallet. Ponchos. I've gotten pretty and good about need a not wallet. taking a ton. I've gotten pretty good about no no bags unless I'm there all day. If I'm there all day, I will take one of the shoestring DVC bags. Okay. Something small. I mean, hey, Flynn Rider just hangs up there with his satchel. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I get it. So you just need to make sure you got your phone. So if you leave your car door open, no, <laughs> just <know> that. <laughs> who does that anyway, right? No, nobody would do um, that. That's not a thing. So the. Ta- the- the tangled float, Dan, it's one of those things. I, I love it. I think the coolest thing I think about this float is when they're swinging side to side, they're almost coming out and over the over the crowd, which is really, you know, kind of interactive and cool. And they're pointing to you and singing and doing all that stuff. No, it, this, this is I think this is one of my favorite floats. Um, Flynn Rider is one of our favorite characters. I, I can't tell you how many pictures we've taken with the boys um, trying to do our best smolder. So, I mean, you know, having Flynn Rider swinging on that pendulum on and they hammer their like they loved it, you know. I'm, I'm, you know. This again. This is one of my faves. Joe, is this your favorite float, or is there one coming a little later you might like a little more? Well, there's one coming a little bit later. I just want to know the insurance writer that uh, writes the insurance policy for this float. Uh, I'm actually pretty impressed that he is on that from essentially splash. I mean, that's just amazing. It doesn't stop. He just it's like 25 minute like yeah. However long it takes, uh, it's just, about it's unreal. Thirty-five, actually, nearly by the time. I mean, it's really because he's up really there, impressive. Like, he's up there before it even starts, so he's up there in position before what they call step off, which means before Bell even rolls into sight at the very front of the parade, he's already in position up there, and then it starts rolling, and then he's got to get all the way to Town Square 
and get through the gate. Um, the whole time, you'll also notice he does have his hand uh, through a loop and then a handhold element uh, to make sure that everybody is being safe up there. But yeah, it's a thing. That's st- still exhausting, though. I mean, it's it's really it's, it's it's. I mean, it's almost like I'm being hypnotized. I'm just like back and forth, back and forth. So it's it's impressive. I, I mean, I'm impressed by I that. Got so. a dream. I got <laughs> a dream. <laughs> uh, I absolutely love it. Well, it's one of those things, guys, where uh, there are multiple floats for us to get to. We don't want to go too long tonight, so let's bring it into the next float. We just talked about the uh, the Little Mermaid and how Ariel is making her debut back inside Fantasyland at the Grotto. But you've been able to see her all along at Festival of Fantasy with the Little Mermaid section of Festival of the Fantasy Parade. <laughs> that boy! He ain't never gonna kiss the girl. Mike, Ariel's, this may be the most colorful float of the entire parade. It is absolutely beautiful. It's stunning. And what gets me, it's not so much the float. I like the float a lot. It's actually the dancers and the performers that are walking along with the float that I enjoy more than the actual float itself. It is. It is. It's a very colorful and it's a very energetic float. Uh, The one thing that I get from that, I want to say I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say she's probably one of the highest cast members on one of the floats. I mean, she's pretty propped up there on the top of the float. I would love to see like an aerial cam, like what she sees coming down Main Street, you know, have like a camera view from up there because she's perched up pretty high and she's got a good view coming down Main Street looking at the whole, you know, crowd and all the people that are there. Um, Definitely one of my favorite floats, definitely one of my favorite characters. Uh, If I ever had my Disney wish or or something that I could do that would be like completely weird. I'd love to be, you know, not aerial, but I would love to be perched up on top of that float and take that ride, <laughs> you know, through the parade route and kind of check that out because I think she's got an awesome view of the entire parade. You're gonna have to I, wait, I think show. you're getting into our patron topic a little early, okay? I would pay to watch to watch Mike sit up there for an entire float ride through the Magic Kingdom. That's I could. And to pull it off at the wig. In the seashells. <laughs> in costume. In costume. In costume. It's, it's got to happen. Uh, Could you imagine did, the horror on the kids' faces? If I was, <laughs> this is this uncomfortable right now. Bearded, this bearded fat guy going down Main Street with hey, seashells on. Hey, how you on. doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, Festival Under Fantasy. the sea. <laughs> you don't like it? You're going to be sleeping with the fishes. Yeah. <laughs> there they are again. <laughs> Have a dingle hopper. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, <laughs> Joe, this is one of those floats right in the middle. Smooth transition like we heard from the music. Really, really solid. Uh, like I said, it's colorful. It's beautiful. It's fun. It's everything that I think Festival Fantasy is. Yeah, I mean, it's and also everybody's down on vacation on Florida, right? It's very tropical. It's very sea like i mean it's a little mermaid so it's got that it's got that caribbean beach vibe you know kind of wrapping it into resorts like i always do but it's it's fun and all i'm thinking about now is mike saying here's looking at you here's looking at you (laughs) but it's a it's a it's a great float man i'll never look look at this float the same same. way joe i just i just thought the same thing too God, I will never, dave when you're in the park tomorrow yep it's already never look at this float ever again it's already ruined Yeah, yep, yep. I'll send you a pic of it next time I see it, and we can all just laugh in our 
an algorithm. For our Photoshop, Photoshop experts Photoshop. out there, can someone please make this happen? Okay. Uh. Put, put, yeah. Uh, we would love it. Uh, Dan, this is a great float. It's a lot of fun. Music's fun. Um, like I said, it's kind of a great kind of middle ground to this parade. Yeah, I would love the float. But like you said, like the lionfish and the coral fish they have that are dancing around. I mean, they are so colorful and they look really cool. And those are the, the characters that will interact occasionally with some of the, the, the people out, you know, in the parade, you know, like some of the little kids and stuff like that. So that's what makes this cool as well. Uh, we're moving into the next floats. It's something that's a lot of fun. It is a Disney staple. It is an icon uh, of Fantasyland. It's the hardest, I would say, the hardest attraction to ride in Fantasyland other than Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, and that is Peter Pan. It, for me, is a very, very, very fun, fun float. I, I love this float. Uh, it starts off uh, with the, uh, the Lost Boys dancing at the front of it, uh, which I think is great. They get... Once, uh, as Dan was referencing, some great interactive moments where they get to uh, wave or walk up to and give a high five to somebody uh, watching the parade on street level, um, which is phenomenal. But then um, Peter up the top, hook hanging underneath it. Um, once again, hanging there under the rainbow and riding uh, on that on that float the whole way and literally just standing on like a couple of little pegs that he's like standing on to hold him in place. Um, while he waves his hook and threatens everybody. Uh, and then on the back, you've got Tinkerbell. Uh, it's a great float that hits all the different points. You've got the high, high up part uh, with Peter up there firing the cannons, um, the Lost Boys down interacting with him as well, um, which is it's just wonderful. Uh, you're still on mute. Yeah, see, mute's fun. Yeah. It's one of those uh, fun floats for me that I... I mean, look, this is classic Disney. I mean, it's one of those things that you see that if you're a little boy, little girl, and look, Tinkerbell flying across the Magic Kingdom at night or going and riding uh, Peter Pan over in Fantasyland, it's just it's just a fun float. It's reminding you to never grow up. Dan, for me, it's a it's I think this parade, more than most parades I've seen at Disney, they do a really good job with less. Like, think back at some other parades, right? I think some of the other parades have had a lot more to them. They're longer. This one has a little less to it, but they do a really good job introducing the characters we love. Yeah, I mean, I can't speak on parades before this because before 2014, we didn't go to Disney, so I'm not really sure. But, like, with with our boys, I think the first time we went, Emmett was, I want to say, six. And he was absolutely in love, infatuated with Tinkerbell. So this was a parade that we had to hit um, this and 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 the the character meet and greet. And so, like, he loved seeing Tinkerbell, loved seeing Tinkerbell fly, you know, at the end of the night. So, again, this was a great end to this particular float for him the first time we saw it, just because he got to see Tinkerbell. 100%. Um, Joe, do you think that they would miss... All right, so let's think of other attractions in Fantasyland, right? What are they missing? Are they missing anything when you walk work through Fantasyland? Because I think, other than if they had It's a Small World float, um, I think they've the, hit Winnie just about the everything. Dumbo. Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Would you take those, any of those, those three things over any of the floats we've talked about so far? No. And the reason I one of the reasons why I think the Peter Pan float is so great is because you just said it. It's one of the harder attractions to ride. 
in the Magic Kingdom. So if you're not able to, or you have small kids and don't feel like waiting an hour plus to ride Peter Pan, just wait for the two o'clock Festival of Fantasy Parade and you actually see Peter Pan and everybody and it's kind of eliminates the need for to see the attraction. So I think it's actually, it's bringing the attraction to you if you're not able to ride it. So I kind of, and those other attractions don't really don't feel like they fit the parade. I think it just, they don't. Mm-hmm. And I can't see Winnie the Pooh in, the, in this parade. It just doesn't make any sense. Uh, yeah, the, uh, right in the middle. Uh, um, you're running down the street. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bring <laughs> us into our next float. I want to chat a little bit about this one after we listen to a little bit of the music uh, with you, Dave, because I went ahead and threw it in here. But if you go and watch Festival Fantasy right now, tomorrow, you will not be able to see this. Hopefully, we'll get it back soon. And I am talking about Brave. Dave, it's one of those floats for me. I'm super bummed it's not back. I think it adds a lot to uh, the the parade itself. I needed some help from Merida last time I was there. Uh, you know, the <clears throat> I was wearing a kilt in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, the great Steve Taylor uh, donated a very generous donation to Give Kids the World if I would wear a kilt in the Magic Kingdom. I wore my kilt backwards and met Merida, and Merida didn't even say anything. Uh, so I really needed some help from Merida. I could have learned if I could have seen Festival of Fantasy. And seen the way they were wearing kilts uh, yes, on the parade. Yes, that would have helped. Um, <laughs> um, hey, um, Merida is a greater element of Fantasyland right there on the corner as you come across the bridge headed towards uh, the, the teacup ride um, at the Mad Tea Party. But uh, since the return from COVID, uh, we have not had Merida's float in this particular parade. And um, I'm not really sure of the reason why. Uh, I'm not aware of it, but um, I, I don't know whether it was budget. I don't know whether it was staffing. I don't know. Uh, whether it was uh, kilt orientation issues that they were that were battling, uh, whatever it was, um, there were uh, the it was taken out. Um, the music was edited out as well, and there was uh, there are some other music edits I want to talk about in a few moments as well uh, post COVID. But it's one of the biggest changes um, post COVID that we saw. It was a great little float uh, with the music of uh, of Brave making an appearance. That Highland music. Um, um, the theme of chase the wind and touch the sky, giving a featured moment as well. Uh, and then also the three little bears jumping mm. around uh, as her brothers uh, in the giant bagpipe uh, that was the float. Um, it was just a really cool design. And uh, the Highland dancers on the ground level as well were also really cool. But um, we haven't seen any of that in four years. Well, three and a bit years anyway. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, Joe, when you lose something... You know, I think, I believe you and I have been going to Disney maybe the longest. I know, Mike, you went when you were young. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, whenever we lose certain things with something we love, it's kind of a big letdown. And whenever it's funny because when we're watching at the time, we're like, eh, you know, it's it's okay. I You know, out of all the floats, Brave's maybe my fourth favorite. Um, but now that it's gone, it's kind of a bummer. Well, that's one of those things we take it for granted. And you asked me before we were starting this show if this is you know it was this my favorite float or do i have a favorite float in this really? one really okay cool um i 
well, Merida is my favorite princess. Uh, love her. I love seeing her. And when she's not there, I was actually very disappointed. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of missed because she's the one I always like to see. And, uh, yeah, I am a grown man. And she, I think she's making con- eye contact with me, and I get a little weird. I'm like, you should wave, man. So, wave. Yeah. I do. Oh, I no, do. He it's gets, still weird. He gets too shy to wave. You can't I, do I that. get shy. It's it's just like when I see Mickey Mouse in a meet and greet. I get nervous still. Can I help day. you with that? So Can I get like you over that? Big. Okay, let's let's sure. work through this together. Always next time you see Merida, right? Just picture Mike in a kilt. <laughs> and now you'll be fine. You're just ruining it for me right now. <laughs> I was so worried that this was about to turn into dating tips with Justin. And I was like, oh, we need to turn this microphone off real fast. Uh, uh, Mike, speaking of Mike, uh, Brave, the, the float itself. Uh, beautiful float, awesome float. The dancers the dancers are amazing. Uh, Bomb, do you hope we'll see this again one day? Yeah, I'm hoping. I mean, listen, anytime you can bring anything back, uh, I know there's a lot of kids out there that liked it. Was it one of my kids' favorite? No. Was it one of my favorite? No. So I, do I really miss it a lot in full transparency? No. I mean, it's it's okay without it in my book. Um, she's a great character. She's a great meet and greet. Um, I do have some pictures with the girls doing that. But if she was never in the park again, I'm sure my kids would miss it, to be fully honest. Dan, I think it. you maybe relate the most to this because you have three boys. I think when you watch Brave and uh, those three bears, uh, you can kind of uh, you know relate to that a little bit. Yeah, like the three doofuses in the back just kind of bumping into each other. Yeah, that's that's my boys. <laughs> I, I we, we like the Scottish dancers though, and I'm thinking maybe that's why they they haven't brought it back. Maybe they they just have the lack of Scottish dancers to be able to to put into that float and everything. But again, you know, like Mike said, it, it wasn't my favorite float, but you know. I want the whole thing, so I want it to come back, and you know I want to see Merida, and you know hopefully we'll get that at some point. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's move on. Let's move on to the big stuff. All right, this is what everyone comes to see. We of course are moving on to the Sleeping Beauty portion of this uh, parade, and one of the best floats you can see anywhere in the world. Let's talk villains. Uh, look, finally on this parade, we're getting some Disney villains. And Dave, this is one of those great battles uh, from Disney past that we see as you get the Sleeping Beauty with Maleficent uh, and Prince Philip and Aurora coming through. It's a amazing. We won't even talk about the Dragon Float yet. Just the part leading up to it alone is really incredible to see. Oh, tremendous. I mean, um, long before, like, when did this, when did we say this came out? Uh, 2014? 14, yeah. 14. Um, long before the, 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 there were hoverboards and things like that available on the internet and uh, kids getting them for Christmas from Santa, um, we had, we had fairies floating down mm-hmm. Main Street, USA. Um, and it blew people away when that first happened. Everybody was like, hold on a second. What is going on here? Uh, not only that, uh, stilt walking vines, um, the, like the, the, the thorns, um, making their way down the street, uh, which are really intimidating. If you've ever had one of them, their version of walking up to you and giving you a high five is to walk up, plant themselves in front of you and stare you down. And it's a little intimidating. It's a little creepy. I've got some photos of it that I've taken over time. Um, so if you've ever seen that, 
that. That's cool. Uh, and then, yeah, Prince Philip um, battling the vines, uh, interacting with the float itself, which is stunning. Um, a, a great little scene that is set up carrying us into uh, the Sleeping Beauty. And what I will say is that it brings me back to my ongoing point that I do not know why we named this movie Sleeping Beauty, okay? <laughs> like, like she's she's asleep for like 60% of the movie, okay? Like, she doesn't talk at all, okay? The movie should be Prince Philip or... And the fairies. Or, Prince or Philip Maleficent and the fairies, or, yeah. Prince Philip and the fairies. I'd still watch the movie and it would still be great. Why are we calling it Sleeping Beauty? She gets the whole thing named after and she says almost nothing, okay? Like, and she gets two names. Now she's, is she the only two named prince? Three names. She's Briar Rose She as gets well. three. Is she the only three-named she... princess in all of Disney? Probably. You put me on the spot. I can't think of anybody else. There's no else way anyone else has three later. names. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So she gets Princess Aurora, Sleeping Beauty, and... Briar Rose. And Briar Rose. But then in addition to that, she also gets two dresses, make it pink or make it blue. Yeah. Like, ah. Oh, she got the whole She got the greediness. whole deal, man. Yeah. Um uh, look, this look. This is the stunning part. This is the part where people get their fo- their cameras out. If they have not got it out already, they are ready to videotape because Joe, one of the coolest floats in all of Walt Disney World, and I would say any parade everywhere, and it is the Maleficent Dragon Float, comes down uh, and shoots fire at certain times. It's really unique the way it's done. You can see through it. You can see how it's working. This is an amazing float. You said certain times. It's like every like five seconds got fire coming out of its mouth. It's awesome. Uh, I was actually very, I was very happy when after a certain thing happened a few years ago uh, and it was taken out of service for a little bit. I was glad it was repaired and brought back. I was devastated because this is the highlight of the parade for me. And I think for most people, uh, I just think it shows how amazing Disney Imagineering is. And, you know, people say, oh, you know, they're not putting as much. No, no. There's still, this is an amazing float. It's an amazing piece of technology. The fact that this does this every single day, sometimes multiple times a day. Twice I know they're only doing it once now. But no, no, they're back to twice. No, it's, is, it is it twice? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's just, it's absolutely amazing. It's a great piece of, you know, technology and design. And I think it's just, it's amazing. I love it. It's like, and you see everybody's phones go up. And yeah, I mean, it's must, it's must post on Facebook. Uh, if you're, yeah, because they're going at noon sure. and three right now. If I'm, if I'm, yeah, yeah. Correct. Yep. Different yeah, that's that's super cool because we we caught the three p.m. or noon one last time we were in. Uh, we kind of got stuck. We were we were trying to get through Liberty Square and got kind of jammed up there. Um, but we were all good. I, I got to sit and actually watch the parade, which was a lot of fun. Uh, let's talk about this, Dan. Look for you with three boys. Anytime you involve fire, I'm sure they're they're in and they are like, this is the coolest float I've ever seen. <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, we love the stilt walkers, like Dave mentioned. Those were pretty cool. I think they came up to one of the boys at some point and just kind of stared him down. But the the dragon, that's that's what everyone's there to see. Um, funny story. So Jen and I, we always talk about retirement. You know, we're we're old, so we talk about retirement. How old are we you? Be... Wait, wait, whoa, 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 yeah, hold on. Whoa. Let's you... not go. Let's not go lumping <laughs> other people in with this description. You always talk. Okay? You always talk like you're sixty one. How old are you? How old am yeah. I? Right now? Yeah, today. <laughs> I'm I'm 47. But I am going to be retiring when I'm 55. So we're talking we're talking about I have about eight years left. Okay. So in in I'm still the oldest. Yeah, Mike's Gen, still yeah. Gen, 
Jen wants to hey, follow let's me. Let's not that say point. that. Let's not say that Jen is old. Okay, that's more my hey, issue. Let's just this well, let's just make well, this easy, real well, quick. It, raise right. your hand if you're forty, right. over forty. <laughs> you son of a gun! <laughs> I'm not. I'm not over forty. <laughs> See, he's talking. He's talking stuff, but when it comes for him, it's gonna be bad. Oh. It's gonna be karma. So. He's gonna cry so much. Uh, oh, sorry, yeah, Dan. Didn't mean to interrupt you. Go ahead. So, so, so. Well, first of all, let's 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 be clear. Jen is older than me. So okay. I'm let's just, just, yeah, let's, let's, wow, wow. Oh, Dan's wow. sleeping on the couch tonight. Yeah. <laughs> no, promise. I'm not sleeping on the couch tonight, but whenever she hears this, I'm probably sleeping Correct. on the couch. Anybody, but, anybody in the Chicago land area able to assist in a few days would be greatly so, appreciated. We talk when, come, when retirement comes that we, you know, we don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to move south. We might move to like South Carolina. We might move to Florida. And... One of the thoughts is maybe, hey, we'll go work for Disney. And, you know, I thought, you know, hey, maybe I'll drive a bus or, you know, drive a boat or something like that and take people to the park, stuff like that. Jen, actually, she mentioned this when we were on our last trip. When we were watching the parade, she said, I want to drive the float, the Maleficent Dragon. She, she wants to drive it. And I told her, you know what? I'm like, you're too old. You can't do that. That's for young people. You won't be able to do that in retirement. Well, she looked it up. And apparently, and I don't know if it's current or not, but there was there was an older gentleman that was in charge of that float. So she like she was like touche. Hey, that's what I'm gonna do. Uh, Dave, so, I'll, I'll digress to you on that one. <laughs> um, my understanding is that they are usually some very experienced people that get the opportunity to uh, to take care with with a uh, with such a exquisite piece of machinery. Uh, they ne- do need somebody re- responsible who is going to be focused on the safety elements. Uh, not only that, particularly given uh, what Joe referenced earlier, there uh, are occasions where in the past we've had some safety challenges that have resulted in needing to, the people that can do the right thing in that moment and make the right call so yeah all right yeah, well with, with with that information i'll tell her she will never be doing that then. <laughs> wow. wow hey let's get into it real quick because you don't see this on too many parades and we're talking on may 11 2018 uh the maleficent dragon burst into flames uh while i was trying to breathe fire actually destroyed the entire head uh dave were you there at the time this happened i was in magic kingdom that day i vividly remember this <laughs> Um, we were all down at train station, um, and the parade just stopped and, and there was like, everybody just kind of, and then there was all sorts of movement happening up towards the, up towards the hub area. Um, and we're staring straight down main street USA and just watching pandemonium unfold, um, moving people back. Um, and yeah, the uh, there was some kind of leak of some description, and the head literally just burst into flames. They brought it to a stop. Uh, fortunately, some incredible cast members, uh, quick thinking, um, got some fire extinguishers and uh, took care of it, um, and made sure that it was um, it was uh, dealt with accordingly and in the correct way. Um, but no, I would like to just reiterate that I was a long distance from the fire when it started. I just don't need any rumors starting on this podcast. It's always interesting, too, whenever you see the videos of like uh, fire trucks streaming, screaming down Main Street. Dan, can you imagine driving a fire truck down Main Street? Uh, you know, I drive pretty fast, so those people better get out of the way. 
<laughs> Man, I, yeah, that was a fun night too. Yeah, I, um. <laughs> I, I guarantee it. Uh, well, let's move on, guys, to uh, the. Oh, really quickly, yeah, sorry, before we get into that, um, I did want to point out um, some detail on that float, which I think adds to the amazingness of it. Um, if you ever look into the midsection of uh, the Maleficent float, uh, you do see the spinning wheel um, inside of it, which rotates as well um, while the while the dragon is moving. Um, so the spinning wheel being such a uh, iconic image of that movie and that particular storyline. Uh, and on that spinning wheel, on when the dragon is facing forward on the left hand side of the dragon, the dragon's left when facing forward. So as it comes down Main Street, USA, you need to be at either the ice cream shop or the confectionery store to see it. That side of uh, the dragon, uh, there is also a hidden Mickey. Oh, okay. On on the spinning wheel. Right near the spinning wheel. It's right in the middle of the gears. Um, there is a hidden Mickey. I'll see if I can find a picture of it. I know I've taken one in the past, um, and I'll see if I can find that. But yeah. That's super cool. There you go. I did not know about there that hand, Mickey, so that's a, that's a new one on Crazy. me. Crazy. Uh, DDP family, if you so. find it next time you're in the parks, snap a photo and uh, make sure to post in DDP Today Sorcerers. Uh, it's not Sorcerers. Wow, we've been on Run Disney thing for now, a month now. DDP Today <laughs> podcast family uh, over there. Uh, let's move in, guys, to the finale of the show. It is the, the closing, and I don't think you could have a better closing than we get with the Festival of Fantasy, and I am talking about Mickey and his pals coming down Main Street. Here's a little music from Festival of Fantasy. Mike, you can't end a parade at Walt Disney World without the man himself, Mickey, uh, coming down the parade route with the uh, Mickey's airship and all of his pals. It's fantastic. This is the only way to end this parade. Yeah, and, and I know and Dave will probably give you a little bit more insight on one of the best spots, but if you're on this parade route and you're on Main Street and you're kind of facing the castle, there's some certain points where they're coming down that Main Street, you know, the, on the Main Street Parade, where you get Mickey and Minnie in that balloon with the castle as the backdrop. I mean, everyone gets a great picture of the castle when they're coming in. Everybody gets a great picture of the Founders statue with the castle in the background. But to be able to get a picture of Mickey and Minnie standing together, sometimes they, you know they're kissing each other on the nose and, and they're, they're kind of interacting with each other, to have that photograph also with that backdrop of the castle in the background is a really cool because they have that elevated, you know, that elevated, you know, pitch. And um, I think some I've seen some really cool camera shots of the two of them on Main Street. And you know, Thanksgiving Day Parade always ends with Santa Claus. You can't end a great Disney parade without Mickey and Minnie. One hundred percent. It is for me one of those things. Look, you get Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. You get Pinocchio. You get Dumbo. Uh, you got Alice in Wonderland. We were talking about some of the things they don't get from the other ones that are now introduced, and it couldn't be in a better place with this. Uh, Joe, you've got to have Mickey as the close of this parade. We've seen him actually as the as the opening to certain parades, but I think it's better as a close. No, absolutely. And you took the words out of my mouth. It's got the finale has got a little bit of everything, and actually, it's got one of my favorite characters that I've talked about previously a lot. But it's got Jiminy Cricket mm-hmm. in it, and it's like you get characters you don't normally see in a lot of parades. So it's it's a great 
culmination of a great parade. Like I said, Mickey and Minnie at, at the end of the, of the parade, but Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, Jiminy Cricket, I mean, Pinocchio, it, it's it's fun. It, it's it's hard to describe, but it's, it's, just, it's a culmination of a very, very great parade. And uh, that's really all I'm saying. It's just, it's just fun. It's great. Um, while we're talking about this, let's uh, use some camera, uh, some uh, Disney terminology for you. Are you ready for this? Character flood. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's legitimately what we just refer to it as. It's the character flood. Um, and they all, like, where, where you get that, just a whole group of characters all in one place uh, pouring into that area, uh, that particular section. Um, can we discuss that... Every single princess gets to ride on a float, stand and wave, or even sit in Ariel's case, except for Snow White, who has to hoof it for half a mile <laughs> in the sun. She's a woman of the people, man. In those yellow shoes and waving and interacting like that. Poor, she's the original. She's been there since the beginning, since 1937, and they still make her walk, okay? I never thought if about that. You were 100%. Deserves, right? 100%. 100%. I mean, if anybody deserves the... to get carried through that float, they're on a float through that parade, she's Snow with White. her peeps, man. She's with the seven dwarves. Just, no, you know, she's... no. They can walk it. Justice for Snow White, okay? <laughs> we, we need to make a shirt that says, like, uh, you know, float for Snow White, you know, like, yeah, we're here. Yes. Uh, Dan, yes. Dan, this is one of those things that it's really cool because we actually, the float that you see with Mickey, the Mickey airship, um, it was actually from Tokyo Disneyland, and so it was during their daytime parade jubilation, like Mike mentioned earlier. And we actually see it now come to Magic Kingdom. I really enjoy when they do this, when they kind of take stuff and you know bring it to other parks. And you know, I would never have had the opportunity to see this float uh, whether it, it, it hadn't come to the Magic Kingdom. So super, super cool. This is the perfect ending to this parade. Yeah, I mean, I I know Disney takes flack if they like reimagine things from from the same park and use it again. But the fact that this is coming from Tokyo Disneyland is really cool. And I, I can't agree more with, uh, with Dave, with Snow White. I mean, you know, the, the seven doors, mind Justice train is probably, Snow White. <laughs> yeah, probably one of the most popular rides at magic kingdom. And, and she can't even get her own float. So, I mean, shame on them. Um, the other thing I did want to mention uh, about this section is once again, we saw changes in the music post COVID. There were some edits done to it. Um, I'm not really sure what version you had right there that you were playing. I wasn't listening. It was an older version. Enough. Yeah, it was because I, cause yeah, I okay. wanted the brave in there. Yeah. And so I was like, let me grab an older so, version. Yeah. Yeah, but um, they then um, there's a couple of lines that they've edited out of it. Um, there's no longer the section where the woman sings. Well, I have seen about everything. Oh, I remember that when yeah. I see elephant an elephant fly. fly. Yeah. Yeah, um, so there was that section. Um, there were just a couple of other bits, um, small little references, some uh, clips of music where the dun 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 was edited and moved around and changed. So um, it would be interesting to see if we uh, stick with this uh, for the duration of the time that we continue to have Festival of festival of fantasy or whether it is something that could be reintroduced um there's some great costumes in this uh section as well uh the big top dance girls uh they have like these big hoop skirts mm -hmm. that come out and so it looks like they're walking through the middle of a big top which as we said from the beginning this is a representation of all the different sections of uh fantasy land uh as we know it in the magic kingdom so we get this great little reference to storybook circus and the big top tents that happen there 
at uh, Pete's Silly Sideshow. Very cool. Good, good information on that. You know, we talked a lot about the uh, the parade, got into some details about it, talked about some of the flows, some of our favorite things, and how it's a really important part of our vacation. You know what's a really important part of our vacation, too? Capturing those memories, taking some pictures, and putting them on our DDP Facebook page, because we have an amazing DDP Today Facebook page, and it brings me to my favorite thing every week, and that would be Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. Picks of the Week. All right, guys, you know I love my picks of the week, and uh, I have some great pictures out there. It's been a great time. I've been, I've been missing doing this the last couple of weeks. So, uh, But you know what? Dan, why don't you start off? What's your, what's your pick of the week? Uh, my pick of the week is going to go to Andrew Brittany uh, Haig. Uh, they were uh, down at Disney. said, let the Wookiee win. Also, uh, we unlocked Chewy Mode. I have never unlocked Chewy Mode on that ride. But I, I actually, I didn't know you could actually sit at the table there uh, for the hologram game. I didn't know you could actually what? sit there and take a picture. You know, yeah. I've just been, you know, kind of been shuffled in through there. And, you know, that's actually really cool. Yeah, sit down at the Dejeric desk and take a photo. Yeah. Uh, they'll even they'll that. even take your photo. Uh, one of the cast members in that place will grab at your camera and take a photo of you sitting at the table there. So, that see, look awesome. at this. This is why Picks of the Week is amazing. It teaches Absolutely. Dan about things he <laughs> and, can do. And you know what? I, I, I shouldn't do this, but I know people have done this in the past. So I have to throw in a, a very audible mention on our Patreon page to Sarah Lynn uh, Castano. She just posted, it was just just in the last couple hours, she says, I'm going to leave this right here. And it is of, uh, of, of a gentleman in a white shirt and a humongous plate of chicken wings. And and not not a ounce of buffalo sauce on his on his shirt, and then and then of course there was the uh, the the cute picture with Justin and Dave in there as well. But that 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 is definitely worthy of a pick of the week as well. Uh, hey, it is. Dave, can I say? Can I say we've taken way too many cute photos? <laughs> I think we. I think we just take cute photos. That's not our fault, and I don't think we should be is that what held it is? responsible I mean, just for it. They That's really what it is. are. They really are adorable. Um, hey, that, like that is an achievement. That white shirt, um, <laughs> and it, it is an ongoing joke, particularly in our Patreon group. I think we've <laughs> mentioned it in the in the main show as well. Um, that yes, I can eat some buffalo wings, and it is a little bit of a of a skill of mine. Um, while I'm chatting, I'm just going to jump straight in um, and say that um, I looked at a photo and I thought it was going to be a photo uh, in Disney World because they're because uh, it's looks like torrential rain happening, but we haven't had too much of that in Disney World. So my pick of the week is going to Jeffrey Newbauer, who hung out with uh, Nicholas um, in Disneyland, uh, which is kind of cool. And uh, it's awesome that we we obviously focus a little bit on Disney World. We've got a little bit of an East Coast um, skew in what we do. Uh, but I love that we've got some West Coast friends that also uh, catch up with each other out in uh, our other domestic park here in the United States. So um, big shout out to Jeffrey and Nicholas and they get my uh, pick of the week. Very cool. Great pick. Joe, what's your pick of the week? So my pick of the week, uh, it's not really park or resort oriented, but it's uh, it's from Irene Smith. And it's a little bit of how our DDP family shows how they bring Disney into our lives every day or into their lives every day. And it's actually a picture of her having a Mickey Mouse phone in her house. And then we used to have one of these uh, when we used to have a home number uh, back in New Jersey. And it's just it's fun to 
you know, hang up the handset on Mickey's hand. And I don't know what happened to ours. I don't know if it broke and my parents threw it out, whatever. But uh, I just thought it was really cool. It brought back memories. And for that, uh, Irene gets my pick of the week. Very cool. Great pick. Justin, what's your pick of the week? Yeah, I tell you what, I almost picked that one because I, I literally, I was back That's so cool how that how that works. I think it's got to uh, be worth money. Go, it's got to be worth money. Yeah, my pick's going to go to Ricky Thunder. Uh, look, managed to bump into Aussie Dave. What a legend. Thanks for stopping to chat when you're moving so fast to keep uh, warm in this crazy cold weather. Uh, and it looks like they are from across the pond. So super, super cool that they were able to see Dave in the parks and uh, snap a picture there. I uh, no, hope they had an amazing vacation. They didn't just see me. They chased me. They did exactly I what I have told you to do. Uh, yep. but they came running down. I was hightailing it through uh, England, uh, UK in Epcot. And like these people were moving rapidly on my side as well, like keeping pace with me. And like he leant forward and he was like, are you Dave from DDP? I was like, yeah. So got to stop uh, and have a chat. Can we also discuss that he is super cool? Um, a great guy. I had a quick chat um, with the two of them. And apparently he's so cool that he has his own Facebook page for his Rockstar account that he then tagged if you read that whole post and I was oh, like yeah oh, that's right okay yeah. I don't even have one of them I need to like start doing things like this I need multiple pages and accounts to be like <laughs> I'm gonna tag you from my Rockstar account dude um, Mike, here's the thing though I think you Dave, need a Rockstar account <laughs> if I get one more Gmail account they're gonna literally i think i'm gonna have to buy google like okay, i have so cool. many gmail accounts it's just <laughs> insane so uh speaking of that uh buddy mike what's your pick of the week dude uh, my pick of the week is going to go to two people that have very near and dear uh, places in my heart. And, of course, you can't go without amazing photography. Charles Mary took a great picture of one of our near and dear friends coming off a marathon weekend, and that's a picture of Anchor. And he's got all of his medals showing out there. Looked great picture out there on the boardwalk lawn. You guys did a fantastic job. I am so proud of everybody there. I really wish I was down there for, for a marathon weekend. I will certainly make plans to make it down there next year. And uh, Anchor and Charles Mary, you guys have my pick of the week. I absolutely love it. Well, guys, it's been a blast talking Festival of Fantasy. One of the best parades, I think, in the history of Walt Disney World. I think it'll stand the test of time, and it'll be there for a long time, hopefully. And if you're going to Walt Disney World and you've never seen it, please make time to go see this amazing parade because it is full of not only great music, great characters, but it really will give you opportunity to see uh, uh, all the all the Disney characters you love in a short, short period of time and create those memories that we talk about. So let's close it up before we head over to the patron side. We're going to have a lot of fun. Patron family, we're going to do something special for you tonight. We are going to try to teach you something about us that you don't know. That is really hard after you've done a podcast for going on six years now. Our first show was in 2017, and now we're rolling into 2023. And we're open books. We kind of tell our story, especially with our patron family. You know, the patron side's a little bit more adult than what we do over on this side. We keep it Disney. We keep it family-oriented. We go a little more PG-13 on the side. So we've told some stories about us as individuals. Uh, of course, we travel with a lot of our patron family to to uh, the DDP trips. We do have our DDP Disneyland family vacation coming up July 14th through the 17th. Uh, get a hold of a show at awaywithmetravel.com. We will get you taken care of. Join us. We're going to have an amazing time out west in Disneyland. So many amazing people joining us out there. So make sure to get a hold of us for that. Uh, but, yeah, I am so, so excited to go over on the page side. But before we do that, let's close it up here. Boys, I'm coming to you first. Dan. Uh, no, I enjoyed the show tonight. Uh, I can't wait for about 10 years from now when the show is still going strong to post uh, a picture of Jen's first day heading out her favorite float. So uh, we'll see. 
<laughs> I hope she. Hey, you know what? Of all the people, I love Jen. Of all, actually, I uh, you'll have to tell Jen that I had a glass of wine out of her um, wine bar George wine glass that she oh. left here uh, whenever she was here. So she's gonna be uh, angry. It was delicious. <laughs> it was fantastic. Uh, let's let's go to Dave. Uh, closing words, brother. Hey, uh, a great a, a great subject matter for today uh, as we head into the new year and we hear all of these announcements of things coming it's great to take a moment to stop and reflect on something that we've had for a while that we thoroughly enjoy one of those staple elements of going on your visit to the Magic Kingdom um, and an iconic part of uh, of our Magic Kingdom days nowadays um, so uh, a really great parade um, that has created so many memories for so many people uh, in recent years and it was great to chat about it and break it down and look at all the different sections that make us smile. Fantastic. Mike? Uh, must do for us on every vacation. If you haven't done it, make sure you do it. Uh, it's a great time. I'm glad I got to chat with you guys about it tonight, talking some of the memories that we've had about it. Um, look for me on top of the aerial uh, float. I'm looking forward to it myself. And uh, other than that, we'll uh, have a good night. <laughs> uh, Joe, with that image in your head? I, we've taken a parade that I absolutely love and made it even better just by the conversation tonight. So, uh, absolutely love the show. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Never will look at the same at the parade the same way again. Uh, so it's great. Also, just want to again publicly just wish our brother Dave here a happy 40th birthday, brother. I know we all wished you happy birthday online on Facebook, but again, uh, he's an amazing guy. I'm lucky to have gotten to become part of this family and get to know him, become brothers with him. So again, brother, happy birthday. Thanks. I mean. He, what a what a great guy. I mean, this guy is working on tour and he never he will always stop and say hi to you. He will never like say, hey, I'm working like Dave's a classy guy. So, brother, happy birthday, man. I'm glad you had a great day with your girls and uh, Patreon standby. You guys are up next. I always like to go to Joe last because he has the best closing with Patreon <laughs> standby. You're up next. It's just, I mean, yep, it's rock He hits solid. it every time. You got to love every it. Every single time, man. I, it is I, rock I'm solid. Like, I'm sitting here going, wait, we got to do a Patreon episode? And he's already, <laughs> he's already thinking about it. Uh, Dave, happy birthday. Uh, you know, Thanks. I did that post in the in the, in the the DDP, and that was really hard for me to type out all those kind words. Uh, uh, I, I, I was like, wow. <laughs> like, I literally, like, handed my phone to Melanie and went... Is Justin okay? Like, he, like he complimented me multiple times without any underhanded tone. I was it worried. I thought you, somebody you, had stolen your phone. You didn't show Melanie my text to you, did you? No, I didn't, I didn't okay. show that. Okay, okay good. Uh, with that said, DDP family, have an amazing week. Make someone smile. Smile yourself. And until next time, we will see you real soon. Have a good night, everybody. Have a good night. Cheers. Have a good night. See you, guys. On behalf of the Disney Dads, we want to say thank you. We hope you find a little magic in your life every day, spread some Disney love, and keep moving forward. And they all lived happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us. And when we're brave enough to listen and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Give it to me, Mike. And that's a wrap. Yes! <laughs> Perfect! It's in key. <laughs> uh. 
This has been YDF Media Productions.